Welcome to today's video on building your home economy. My tea of choice for today is lemon basil. I have been loving this as a tea. It is one of the basils that's doing well in my garden this year. It kind of has a licorice taste to it, but both Scott and I really enjoy it. So that's the tea for the day. Today's focus is on cast iron. Now, if you have not watched or listened to my video, Building the Home Economy and Homemaking, I highly recommend listening to that because it is a foundation for pretty much everything else that I'm talking about, about how we as women and wives, we don't have to go out and be businesswomen for other people, other companies. We can be that manager of our home and part of managing our home is investing in quality products that we don't have to keep on buying new stuff. And that is why I love cast iron. And I know so many of you all that watch my videos I have a feeling that a lot of you use cast iron. I have had questions about using cast iron and for the new and upcoming homemaker or women who were like me who were very intimidated by the idea of cast iron, I want this video to make you excited and feel a purpose for learning cast iron because that is what I needed. I was so intimidated by cast iron. So I'm gonna share with you how I overcame that. But let's start with why use cast iron to begin with. Once you have cast iron, it will last you four generations. Even if you do not steward this well, it gets rusty, it gets gross. The generation after you can find it after you're long gone and restore it back to its original beauty. What other home tool can be totally neglected and still restored to good function? Just your traditional black cast iron is hard to break, hard to ruin, so they really are foolproof. Even if you feel intimidated, that's how I felt. I felt I could mess it up. You cannot mess up the cast iron. You can learn and learn that there are better ways to do things, but as far as messing up the pan, you cannot mess this up. And so I'm going to show you later on in the video how to, if you do think you've messed up, which I had that experience of, of, oh no, it got rusty, I've ruined it. You can restore that. It is totally okay. So when you invest in buying cast iron, you are investing in this tool for generations to come. And how cool if you have a family member or it's in your family line of cast iron that you get to then have an heirloom. If you don't have heirlooms of cast iron, there is an abundance of ways to get cast iron. This is a lodge pan. I got this. This was my very first cast iron that I bought for myself in 2018. And I got this at Marshall's. And Lodge is a fine brand. The one thing is with Lodge, I'm pretty sure they use seed oils to season the original seasoning. But that's not a big deal because you'll be re-seasoning it and re-seasoning it so you can eventually make it so that it's not seed oil seasoned. So not a huge deal, but it is something to be aware of with Lodge brand and you can buy from their website. The way I love to find cast iron is through antique markets, which antique shops, cast iron's probably gonna be very expensive because the person that put it in the booth is more than likely gonna have cleaned it, polished it, made it nice and beautiful. So it could be very expensive there. Ways to get a deal on cast iron is yard sales, flea markets, and auctions. So I've gotten several of my cast irons from online auctions, which I've talked about in the past. There's a website called Hybid, and most states, I believe, have a Hybid website. So it's Hybid, then your state, 
and it'll show all the online auctions in your area and that is a way for you to see if there's any cast iron around you that's going for sale and you don't have to worry so much about the condition when you buy it that should definitely play a part in how much you're willing to pay for it. If you want something that's already been nicely seasoned and looks great, then you're probably going to have to pay more for it. But if something has rust on it and it, there's a really good price on it, it's totally worth it to buy it and then re get the rust off and reseason it. And that can very easily be done with a few tools. Now, there's some debates <laughs> in the health world about cast iron, which I will get into later on in the video. I'll start with my experience. I bought this pan at Marshall's in 2018. It was soon after I quit my job. I think that whole domestic excitement was in me and I wanted to learn how to use cast iron. And then soon after that, my mom gifted me this one. I had never used cast iron before and I was very scared of ruining it. And so I thought I did. I cooked something on this one and then I really seasoned it with coconut oil and then I think I put it in a cabinet and the next time I got it out I saw rust on it and I thought I ruined it and then same with the ones with the lines in it I cooked salmon on this because this needed to be seasoned before I cooked salmon on it the salmon stuck like crazy it was a mess to clean up I didn't have the right tools to clean it I just knew that you weren't supposed to use dish soap and again I put both of these under my cabinet not to be touched again for three whole years. So I did not have the courage to come back to cast iron until 2021. And the reason for that was Scott and I went to our friend's house. They have a cabin on the lake. We spent the night there and the next morning we were all around the bonfire and one of them brought a giant cast iron and cooked us breakfast over the fire of eggs, bacon, sourdough toast, and it was amazing. It was so delicious. Also at that time we were coming out of an intermittent fast. Well, we were. We were intermittent fasting in that season. So we weren't eating breakfast until 11 a.m. And this morning we were eating breakfast at 8 a.m. And it was this delicious eggs, bacon, sourdough, butter, hearty breakfast. It was so delicious. And it was at that moment we stopped intermittent fasting because we realized how much energy we had and how intermittent fasting kind of made our mornings lethargic. That's a different subject, but I will plug that because it was huge for us to have a, a good nutritious breakfast. And then also seeing our breakfast cooked on cast iron lit this excitement in me of how fun is that? This was so cute. It was so... Fun, it was easy nothing stuck to the pan and so from that moment on I was determined to learn how to use cast iron so I started watching tons of YouTube videos first I needed to figure out how to get the rust off of my pans that I had because I hadn't touched them in three years and I was terrified of cooking with rust in the pan and then that getting into the food there's a bunch of different techniques on how to season cast iron how to get rid of rust off of cast iron i will link a guy's channel below it is totally dedicated to all things cast iron and i've learned a lot from him but the video that i followed in 2021 was doug and stacy's video they shared this rust eraser i got it straight off of the lodge website and it's basically like a rubbery eraser with it looks like pieces of metal in it or something and the video Stacy did I think her video she was doing a Dutch oven pot I can't remember but 
she just basically shared how she used this. So I immediately bought this because all of the other techniques had to do with salt and this to me looked the most simple and kind of fun to do and it works great. It's so easy and you can see I've had this since 2021. So I've had this for two years and that's how much of it I've used. And just recently I reseasoned a lot of my pots. This Dutch oven needed to be reseasoned because when I was cooking sourdough the one day, the, I was trying a new recipe and she said to put water in the cast iron pot when you're cooking your loaf in it. I did that and it caused the whole inside to kind of get rusty. The top got rusty, I think from steam. I recently reseasoned this one and then I was gifted a large cast iron skillet. And so I reseasoned that one as well. And it was a beautiful day. So I was like, I'm gonna do this outside. I went outside, laid my blanket out. And then I just used the eraser on it and really got into erasing all of the spots that I thought needed to get all of that rust out and even spots that just didn't look great. I just erased all of those and then I rinsed it with water. Then I put it in the sun and let it air dry for a little bit. And then I went back in again to see if there was any spots that I missed. And then of course, rinsing it again and dry it off using a towel you don't care that much about because it will get stained. And then now is the time to season it and put it in the oven. So to season your cast iron, you can use lard, tallow, coconut oil, avocado oil. I used coconut oil. One of the things that the guy that, whose YouTube channel I'm gonna connect below, that's all things cast iron, he says a little goes a long way. You do not mean, need much oil with cast iron. So I definitely put too much oil when I was seasoning these cast irons and you'll see how I know I put too much oil because there is evidence of that. I put the oil all over and I probably should have taken a paper towel and just kind of dried it out. I have the oven on at around 450 and then I would just put these seasoned pots in the oven for an hour. When you put it in the oven, it's really helpful if you put a cookie sheet under it. So you wanna put it in like this on the rack so that way the oils can drip out. And again, you shouldn't have that much oil, but if you do, then you can have a cookie sheet under it. That way it catches all of the oil and it doesn't go straight to the bottom of your oven. You wanna make sure you do it on a day where you can open up your windows because that oil gives off a smell in your house that isn't great. So if it is a super hot day and you have to shut all your windows, you might stink out your house. So to be able to have the windows open, fans on, get some circulation in the house, because that is gonna be cooking in your oven for an hour. And then at the one hour mark, you can just turn off your oven and let it sit in there until it gets to a normal temperature. Now you can see that they are splotchy. So the splotches came from me over oiling it. Had I just taken a paper towel and wiped off that excess oil, it probably wouldn't have had this splotchy effect. This doesn't do anything to the seasoning. It doesn't affect it at all. It just doesn't make it look nice and sleek. It has the little splotches, but it doesn't affect it's how it works or anything like that. So it'll still work fine. And actually this was over a month ago that I did this and all of those splotches have worn out with time. So not a big deal, just something to cons be considerate of. And as far as being a good steward of resources, you don't need that much of your oil on it. So that's something to keep in mind when you're 
seasoning. Now, I just want to be clear. You do not do this every time you use your cast iron. I was only doing this because I used that eraser and was getting that rust off. And when I got that rust off, you get down past the black layer into the gray layer of the cast iron. So that's why we're re-seasoning it in the oven for an hour is just to get that nice, good seasoned layer back on it. So now that you've got the rust off of your cast iron and it's all nice and seasoned and pretty or maybe not so pretty maybe it's splotchy like mine was <laughs> which does wear off so that's not a big deal but now when you cook with cast iron you can cook anything on cast iron. I think that's what's so fun about having different types of cast irons. This was my original size that I used for pizza making and that's just because it was the biggest size that I have. I use this for omelets. What's great about cast iron is that you can start on the skillet cooking something and then you can put it in the oven. So that's what I do with pizza. To get the crust started cooking I turn it on while I have the dough on it and when I'm putting all of my other layers on it and then I have the oven preheating and then I just put the whole thing in the oven and that way the crust has already got an, a head start. I probably use this skillet every single day. And this is a 10 inch skillet. And then this one I use for cooking meat if we're going to like during the winter instead of cooking steaks on the grill, we cook our steaks on this. I also cook my carrots in this, especially if I'm hosting people. I like cooking honey glazed carrots in this because the ridges give that nice burnt layer on the carrots or any vegetables, but that's what I use this one for. And I don't use this one as much as I do the other ones. It is harder to clean, but we'll get to that in a bit. This one I use mainly for sourdough and bread. That was why I originally bought this. I got this one off of an online auction for 30 bucks and it works perfect for bread. And this is a Wagner brand. If you're looking for vintage or antique cast iron, you wanna look for the Wagner brand and the Griswold brand. Those are two of the ones that I'm aware of that are really good quality old school brands. This is my huge skillet that was gifted to me. It is a Wagner skillet and let's see how big this one is 11 and a half inches wide and I love this one I love it because I can cook bigger size pizzas in this for us I just cooked sausage in it for us this morning and all of the sausage patties fit in here perfectly and I actually just washed this one so I haven't re-seasoned it yet so you can kind of see what it looks like before I season it and I waited so I could show you how I do it. And then I have a little baby one. This one I actually got at an auction on an online auction and I thought it was much bigger because they did not have the size on it. So I was kind of shocked when I went to pick it up and it was this size, but I think I maybe paid $6 for it. So not a big deal. It's the Lodge brand and you can see I definitely need to do the rest stick on this. I just recently found this in my unpacking because I don't really use this one a whole lot. What I did use this for originally was before I had the Dutch ovens for sourdough making. If you do not have a Dutch oven, you can still use your skillet to cook your sourdough bread in and having another dish in the oven for water will help give steam. So that is what I used this for and why you can see there's kind of a water stain in it is because I would put my sourdough bread in here, I'd put water in here, which worked out perfect because your oven temperature is so high. It's 460 degrees, 470. And so you can't really just put anything in the oven to 
have water in it. So it was great to be able to use my little tiny one to have water to give steam for the bread to get nice and that crispy outer layer on it. Once I go ahead and use this eraser and get that rust out of it and then re-season it, this could be one of those cute little skillets that is used for melting butter in or a gravy skillet. There's a lot of uses for it even though it's still small. Or if I just wanted to make one egg, it would be the perfect use for that. Like if you had kids and you were teaching them how to use cast iron and then also how if they just wanted to learn how to cook an egg. This would be the perfect little tiny skillet. And then the next cast iron I want to show you is this like cookie sheet cast iron. It is reversible so you can cook meat on the one side. I bought this in 2021 from our little local hardware store. It is the Lodge brand and I used to use this all the time at our old house. I would put this across both of our burner plates and then I would do our French toast. Two slices here, two slices here, and it worked perfect. I also did our eggs and sausage and bacon and sourdough toast on here to make a, a nice breakfast. And I haven't used this as much recently. I think because I have that huge skillet now that is so useful. The one thing is with this, if you're using it for anything that has liquid, like even the French toast, sometimes if I had some of the extra eggy milk, I would pour it over the sourdough toast as it was cooking. And because this little lip isn't that big, if I over poured it, it would just pour off of the corner. And same with cooking bacon. I, I cook bacon in the oven on here. I cook potatoes in the oven on this and it works perfect. That way I don't have to use a cookie sheet with parchment paper. So there's lots of uses for this. I definitely use the flat side way more than I use this side because if I'm going to use this type of thing, I'd rather just use my skillet because a lot of times with meat specifically, it has all the juices and stuff, which Again, that lip is not enough to catch all of that. But for the oven, I still use this all the time for bacon, potatoes, like chopped up cubed potatoes with cheese on it. So good. And then the last of the cast iron I have, which was given to me by my mom, is the enameled Dutch oven, which looks disgusting from the outside. I cannot figure out how to get the white back. It is permanently stained. I have watched so many YouTube videos. I have done all the things, all the scrubbing, nothing works. So it is permanently this splotchy color. It is what it is. This is what the inside looks like, but it works beautifully. And again, I use this nearly every day. I don't know what I would do without this. For canning season, this is what I make my tomato sauce in. I do my salsa in this. Pretty much anything I can when I do my pickles. All of that is in here and it works so perfect. I cook all my soups in here. I mean, I use this nearly every day. Mashed potatoes, everything. I use this all the time. I love it. It's so easy to clean. This is easier to clean. If you want a stepping stone and you don't want to get straight into cast iron, cast iron, enameled cast iron is a great first step into it. You will have to pay more for it. It is an investment buying these things. But again, if you steward them well, they will last you a very long time. They may not look great if you use them all the time, but they will last a very long time. I think every household should have an enameled Dutch oven. It is I cannot say enough about it. Oh, and then I also cook two sourdoughs at the same time. So I'll do one in the black cast iron and then one in the enameled cast iron and it's perfect. And since we're going on to how you clean these things, the enameled Dutch oven is so easy to clean. You just take your kitchen sponge, 
it should come off super, super easy. If it doesn't come off easy, you can use a little scraper to get off the excess stuff and it's wonderful. You do want to dry it though. So there's your exposed cast iron. So you definitely want to make sure the rim of the top of the pot and this is definitely dry and then dry the, the rest of it as well. But yeah, this is like pretty self-explanatory. It's easy. And now for cleaning your normal cast iron. So this was the part that really intimidated me. I just washed this, so I cooked little sausage patties in this this morning. And what I used, because the grease was all stuck to it, I bought these little lodge scrapers when I bought this rust eraser and it's a set that comes in these two and I'm so grateful that I have these. These are wonderful. I use this for everything, <laughs> not just my cast iron. If anything's stuck to anything, I will use this little scraper. It has a little narrowed tip and you just scrape it off. Obviously that's self-explanatory. And then this one is for your different ridges for cleaning the ridged ones and it's for each of those sizes which is great i also do want to point out what i think is so cool about this so the way that this is formed is to fit the edge of your cast iron so that way you can scrape along the edges like that there will be times especially when cooking eggs you could just wipe this out that is how easy it is to clean cast iron but other things could stick to it like i had it was maple sausage so i think some of the maple got stuck to it another great tool that my mom gave me for cleaning this little thing which is great for scraping it's a little silicone sponge on the inside with a chain link for like heavier duty stuff which is great and then after all of that i just use my normal kitchen sponge just use water i don't use any dish soap and then you want to immediately dry it. So I have designated kitchen towels that are for cast iron. So the ones that are darker and not important to me are the cast iron rags. I have a normal rag hanging over the oven and then I normally have a cast iron rag. And then I just dry off the whole thing. Now that it's dry, you can take whatever fat you wanna use. So coconut oil, avocado oil, lard, tallow, and dip the tiniest bit in. I use a little tiny corner piece of a paper towel and my Azure coconut oil and then just do the whole thing. You know, I thought I got a tiny bit that was still too much. I'm actually going to go in with a dry spot on my towel. Wipe off any of that excess. The reason I use a specific towel for it is because you will get like your stuff dirty. So this is the one that had all the little speckles, which you can still see a little bit of speckles, but look how shiny it is. It's so, so smooth. And now you can put it in your cabinet and then it's ready to go for next time you wanna use it. And I will be the first to admit, I don't do this every single time. You probably should, but there are some times when I just wanna get the kitchen clean at night and I just wanna get it done. And I will clean it, scrape it, dry it, put it in the cabinet and it's fine. It's perfect. You do just want to make sure it is totally dried before you put it away. And if you skip it once or twice, the seasoning part, not a big deal. You might have some things stick to it. It's not a big problem. You can just use your scraper and your sponge thing and wipe it off. And if it does get wet and you do notice rust again, it's not a big deal. Just go back in with your little eraser, get the rust spot out, re-season it, put it back in the oven and season it. So let's get into the arguments against cast iron. A few years ago, there was this outcry in a certain health community that cast iron causes iron overload and that you should get rid of all of your cast iron 
and by this specific ceramic brand. And people did start doing that. This ceramic brand was promoted everywhere. I'm in this one certain health group and I wasn't aware of this outcry and I had just learned how to use my cast iron and I was so excited about it. And someone commented in the group like, what are your recommendations for cookware? And I was so excited about cast iron and having learned it, I was like, cast iron, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. And then I had comments of people saying, cast iron's bad for you, it causes iron overload. And in my mind, I was thinking, this is something that our grandparents used, our great grandparents, and they never had these type of issues. And so it was that was a little bit perplexing to me. And so I was like, I'm not doing this whole ditch your cast iron, do the ceramic wear, which a year later, a lot of these same people started making comments saying, has anyone else's brand name ceramic wear started wearing out, chipping, the bottom sheen has worn off, it's cracked, it's broken, it hasn't lasted me very long, it was beautiful at first, but it quickly fades and wears off, all of these things. And meanwhile, good old faithful cast iron is still doing just fine. And I got a hair mineral analysis test done, which showed you all of your mineral levels. So I can see if I do actually have an iron overload, which for someone who uses cast iron at least three times a day, normally average three times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, then I probably should have higher iron levels if cast iron leaches that badly into my system and my iron levels were totally fine. So I'm editing this video and I remembered that tomato sauce and acidic foods are more likely to leach iron out of the cast iron into your foods. So what I do and what I've done since I've learned this back in 2021, when all of this was circulating, I was like, I'm gonna look into this more. And Ray Pete had a really good article about it and he said use enameled products for, which is the enameled Dutch oven for your acidic foods, which is what I do for any time I make tomato sauce or spaghetti sauce. I always use my enameled Dutch oven and then your black non-enameled cast irons. That's what you can use for everything else. So that is a way, if you do have concerns about it, that is a way to limit how much iron could le leach into your food is by just using your enameled Dutch oven for acidic foods. And if any of you have been afraid to use cast iron because you have been a part of those circles that said it will give you iron overload, that has not been our experience from using cast iron. And we use it every single day. So I hope that this video gives you excitement and courage with using it. I hope it was very practical for you, that it's easy to clean. You cannot mess up with it. I will link YouTube channel below. He goes into different problem solving things. He's actually the one that I found out when my skillet's got that splotchy thing. I looked at his channel and he had a whole video on why your skillet may have splotches on it. So he's a great reference for that. And this was just kind of a broad brush stroke over cast iron to give you confidence in using cast iron for your household. And then also to give you the why of cast iron, that it's a good thing to invest in because it will last you forever. Stewarding our home economy is buying things that will last a long time. And that is fairly easy to clean. Also, one more thing I almost forgot. 
leather oven mitts. These have been life-changing. When I first started using cast iron, especially this thing, I don't know how many times I burned myself with my normal oven mitts getting this out of the oven. When you have this preheating in the oven at 450 degrees and you have this in there for an hour and you take it out, it is hot. And normal oven mitts, in my experience, do not work in those moments. It you can feel the heat through the oven mitts. So at our old house, Jungle Gems was the grocery store that I went to the local place and they had these leather mitts. I think they were $14.99. I think actually Lodge has their own brand, but this is Outset brand. And I think they were cheaper than the Lodge ones because it wasn't the name brand. You do feel the heat through it a little bit, but it's nowhere near as bad as your normal oven mitts. And then also because it goes up your arm, it does protect your arm. I don't know how many times I would just burn spots on my arm. I cannot recommend investing in these enough. Again, these will also last a lifetime. I just, when I wash these, you can see they probably need to be washed again, but I just throw them in the washing machine and then hang dry them and they work perfect, 15 bucks. And they're also nice for other things too. I don't just use them for cast iron. It's quite a nice thing. It's also a nice gift. If you know someone that doesn't have these and they use cast iron, that's a really good gift to give people. So I think that wraps up today's video. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comments. And if you have any tips or good experiences, anything like that, because I, if you watched this whole video and you use cast iron, I would love for you to help any of the ladies in the comment section if you feel so inclined and you want to give your tips. Uh, that would be a huge blessing. My hopes for these videos is to get more women to realize their role in the home is of vital importance and uh, what a blessing it is. We get to be the stewards of our home economy. So I bless you. I bless the work of your hands. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot c-o we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family